Welcome back to PGB Football Live. Today I have my good mates, obviously, um, that have joined me in the past on two previous episodes, uh, Dan Kratchmar and Dylan Johnson. And today we'll be talking about the World Cup group stage and how our reactions were to that that beginning stage of the World Cup. Obviously, it's been a crazy, crazy f- two weeks. Already more than 50 games played in the World Cup, and we've seen some absolute crackers and just outright shocks, just um, the unpredictability of the World Cup, as we have said before, is so... So you know, powerful and so um, profound that you just can't predict these these types of games or these types of tournaments. So, as I have my two speakers in, um, Dylan Dylan Johnson and Dan Cratchmore, I think I'm going to start with uh, Dylan's first reactions to the to the World Cup. You know, what was? I have a few questions. What was? Do you think this was, or this has been the most unpredictable group stage of all time? Uh, and if, if so, do you think this is like the, the, the many upsets um, that we've seen? Do you think um, this is a very rare World Cup, you know, since, since there's been a lot of upsets? Um, I think that we knew that this World Cup was going to be different already just because of like the timing of it. But there definitely have been a lot of surprises with the results. I mean, the Asian countries in particular have been very impressive, I think. Even though um, like Saudi Arabia didn't go through, I thought they were actually impressed me quite a lot with the way they played. Same with Iran. I think their performance against Wales was very good. Um, I mean, obviously they got destroyed by England in the first game, but England have also looked like pretty impressive. They're scoring a lot of goals and they're looking pretty tough, like pretty resolute. Um, but yeah, uh, otherwise, I think the the teams, the big teams that have gone through, I don't think have been that surprising. But obviously, Germany and Belgium have been pretty disappointing. I'm not as surprised about Belgium as I am about Germany. I'm sure Crash can speak about Germany if if he wants. Um, might still be a bit fresh for him. But yeah, I think Belgium going out wasn't that surprising. Um, their team is just the same they've had for like literally the past three World Cups. And I just, yeah, I think I said in the last um, time I was on that their defense will just be their downfall. And even like, I think that was just their problem. Yeah. Cratch, I would like to get you on. Thanks, Dylan. Firstly, thanks, Dylan. Input. I would like to get Cratch on and see what his, you know, you know, overall opinions are. Group stage. We don't have to talk about Germany if you don't want to. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, these group stages have been a wild. I think. I, I mean, let let's just talk about Germany just to get out the way. I mean. In their group, I don't think anyone expected Japan to finish first and Spain to finish second. Um, I mean, obviously, even though obviously I want Germany to finish first in the group, I always only had the hopes of them finishing second. 
Um, purely just because I know how, how strong, obviously, Spain are defensively and going forward. Um, and then, again, where, like, you look at Morocco, Morocco putting upsets, like, defending well, like, they're attacking well, um, like, they have the strength. Um, yeah, I, t- I think Morocco and Japan, for me, being the two biggest um, surprises, Um I would have thought they would be the two first teams to go home without a doubt. Um, but then again, looking at like England, not that I'm surprised they're doing well. I'm just surprised that they're scoring as many goals as they are right now. Um, especially last night against Senegal. Uh, I would have thought one goal for England and then they just park in the bus. Southgate just bringing on CDMs, play flipping eight at the back, you name it. Um but yeah, I no, think the... on that game, sorry to interject, but I think yeah. on that game last night, it was more like you knew from the get-go, because Senegal was so open in the beginning, you just knew there was, exactly, there was yeah. no chance. Yeah. It was kind of like no, Senegal had to score first or they were screwed. Yeah, and, yes, they, and, they, had, first they, had, and they, were they did have a, quite a big chance in the beginning stages. Yeah. Uh, Dia and Saar involved there. No, 100%. But overall, I think that these group stages have been a massive shock and surprise. But I think that's quite good for a change. You know, it's not the standard, like, top 10 teams in the world always going through. I mean, there's really two top 10 teams that are out, that are out Germany and Belgium. Um, not that it's ideal, but, yeah. And Italy. Don't forget Italy. <laughs> oh, they didn't even make it, my G. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> no, I'm out before it even started. <laughs> listen, listen. I I won't be um, tuning Italy anytime soon. I mean, Germany got the same result as Italy. I think it was just more embarrassing for Germany to not get out the group stage. At least Germany uh, are consistent. Yeah, that too. So Oof, that hurts. That hurts. <laughs> Thanks, Dylan, for the knife for the for, for the dagger to my heart, bro. <laughs> uh, I think you no, know, it's only. Um, it's only right that, you know, we go group by group, you know, and try and dissect the shocks. I think, you know, we've got a bit of time. We've got about half an hour to do this. Uh, and then Dylan has to, to go. Unfortunately, we could chat about this the whole day, you know, but let's go group by group. Obviously, I think group A, you know, standard procedure. We didn't see many, many shocks. Uh, I think that was routine. Netherlands first, uh, Senegal second, Ecuador third, Qatar fourth. Yeah, pretty much. And we can, I don't know, any thoughts on that, guys? Dylan? Um, I thought Ecuador were actually pretty good. Um, Mm. I mean, they came closer than I thought they would. I think I expect them to get it like a couple points, but they actually pushed Senegal pretty close. And I think Enna Valencia actually played really well. And he looked like he was injured for like the second two games. Mm. So if he was fully fit, maybe they would have done a bit better. But yeah, they actually. And um, Moises Caicedo, I was actually surprised at like the Brighton players um, in Ecuador. But yeah, I thought they actually yes. did pretty well. Yes, actually three. Uh, Jeremy yeah, Sarmiento, Sarmiento, Estupinan and Caicedo. Great players there. Eh? I think that's a team, in my opinion, that going forward uh, could be a real underdog in the World Cup. They, you know, in four years' time, their their young players will be really good. I think. 
for sure. I yeah. think this was a good like development World Cup. Mm, definitely, Cratch. What's your what's your take uh, on Group A? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm actually very surprised that, uh, Holland finished first in that group, um, sure. especially after watching their first game. I think they are so poor. Like going forward, I don't even know how they had three goals against the US. Um, yeah, I I think for me they shouldn't even be in that in the top for in the top two. I think Ecuador deserved more than Netherlands, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, obviously yeah. Netherlands got five goals, but when you watch Netherlands, it's probably the boringest footy I think I've seen this World Cup. Honestly, I'd rather watch. Qatar versus Ecuador um, or Iran versus Wales, seriously. Um, Senegal, I think, should have taken it. Defensively, they obviously weren't the best. Um, and I was very surprised by Ecuador, too. Um, yeah, I, I think they look, they just look so solid, especially keeping the ball. Possession-wise, I think they did pretty well. Um, I think it was just very unlucky for them that they didn't get anything out of this. Um, and then Qatar, I think that was no surprise them finishing last. Um, yeah, I think there's just nothing in that team. But overall, like, yeah, Holland Holland and Senegal to right. I would have liked to have seen Ecuador go through. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. No, I think you, you create some valid points there. Uh, my brother and I were actually chatting about that US-Netherlands game how easy those goals were in the, in, at the end of the day. Like, yeah. schoolboy game where the other, the one team just didn't know how to defend and the, the other team just, like, had all these big guys in the team, you know, just running over them and bullying them. 100%, dude. 100%. But yeah, I think let's, let's move on to Group B. Group B was... England, England's group. I think a bit of a surprise there with Wales. I actually thought Wales could could uh, could have could have made second in that group. It was very close at the end of the day. Yeah, I predicted that Wales would end second, and they made me look like I know nothing about footy. Mm. Um, <laughs> but the USA were actually they did better than I thought they would. If I'm honest, like I don't know if I'm just biased against them because I don't really like them that much, but they actually played better than I thought they would. Um, I thought Wales would be better than them, but Wales are actually terrible. While wow, watching their games, they they have nothing. Like, And I don't even think they have a promising future. Like, They've got a couple youngsters, but nothing that's like worthy of noting. Like, okay, they're going to be good. I don't think this was a like developmental World Cup for them. I think this was like... Okay, well, for the foreseeable future, we're going to be ass. I don't know if you guys got those same vibes. Similar vibes. I don't know. It was just <laughs> quite an underwhelming performance, knowing that they, they've come so far since Euro 2016. I don't know if, Cratch, you you have an input on... on Oh yeah, definitely. Um, like I definitely agree there with Dole. I mean, I had Wales second, but it just makes me look like I know nothing about footy. Um, USA was a big like. I was actually, I'm not the biggest fan of the US, but they they actually really impressed me how they while they played. I thought um, 
they didn't get obviously as many goals in the group stages. Um, but I think defensively they were solid. Um, and going forward, I thought they were also solid. I think they were just very unlucky at some points. Um, I mean, England being England with the depth they have, I don't think it was a surprise they were finishing first and the amount of goals they scored. Um, yeah, no surprise there. But Wales, I like. I think everyone is very disappointed in Wales. Uh, could have been a lot better. Um, just so sloppy. And I, I, one of the only things that I think why they they fell so hard was I think they had because they had Bale. Bale just seemed to try to do everything, like not even play with the team, like try just do everything on his own. It just wasn't working. Um, and I think everyone saw it after the first game where he's just trying too hard to make it work. Um, and there was just, I think he was just destroying that chem in the team, but he's one of the, the only guys who basically got Wales to where they are, you know, like he was obviously one of the main guys. So it's not like the coaching staff would just take him out after a game. So they're going to give him another chance and a chance. But I think over after the second game, that was like literally the last, the last string, you know? Um, so yeah, I think, I think for Wales downfall is definitely Bale. He should have been benched a long time ago. Um, I mean, when Dan James was starting on the bench, I would I would have rather played Dan James over Bale. I agree. He's just also I think their midfield was like if you go into a World Cup and you're relying on Joe Allen, who if I'm not mistaken wasn't fully fit from like a torn hamstring or something, and you expect him to do all the running, who um, like I just don't think that's ever going to work. And if you have Anne Ramsey as well, who Let's be honest, he's also a bit past it. Like, I don't even think he's playing that much for Nice at the moment. Um, yeah, and also, I don't know, when they're also bringing on players that are playing in, like, League One, I just, the quality is just not mm. not there at all. 100%. They're relying on, like, old players who've carried them before, and now all those players are, like, not fit enough or mobile enough to do what they need to do. And that's just definitely one of the their biggest downfalls, I think. Yeah, 100% agree to you. I think this can kind of lead into, you know, going into our next group, um, just chatting about the over-reliance on a certain player. And especially in Group C, you know, we have not an, not a, not an over-reliance on a player, but, you know, with Argentina, there's that big expectation that Messi's going to, that he is the driving force. He is the catalyst to giving Argentina that success. Mm. So I think that's a also like you can compare, but it's like comparing Bale with Messi. It's un- incomparable because he's just the goat. <laughs> well said. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, going on to Group C, that's when we saw the biggest shock of the World Cup, the first biggest shock of the World Cup, Saudi Arabia holding out. Um, that was a huge surprise. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, that was the I don't know. I obviously wanted Argentina to win the World Cup, and it's still possible. But that was the first like red flag for me where, um, Argentina are actually way too reliant on Messi. Like, mm. even though they've got good players now around him, for some reason it looks like that 
World Cup curse or international football curse is like affecting the rest of the players and the pressure's getting to them because Messi's literally having to dig them out almost every game. And he's doing so much work. Even though there's like things about him walking a lot, he's doing so much work like as a whole for the whole team in their attack and their build-up. Like It's pretty much get the ball, give it to Messi, Messi does a couple passes or dribbles through and then hope that he either gets a final ball or he shoots and scores. It just kind of, I think Alvarez has been doing pretty well, but I just feel their attack seems like, they don't seem like a unit. I don't know if that makes sense. Like they play, it's like they're relying on individual moments way too much and those run out. And I think when they start playing against like the top tier nations, like Netherlands, I know Crash said a dig in Netherlands, but I think Netherlands, the way they set up could be a very difficult challenge for Argentina. Um, Because they also look like, very vulnerable defensively. Like Martin, they've had to, a lot of individual moments to bail them out. Like against Australia, who I think have like performed very well above what we expected. But there were moments in that game where Argentina could have literally won it. But individual moments like that block from Martinez, I think it was, or that save from um, uh, Martinez as well. Sorry, Dylan, um, you mean that Australia could have won it? I think you just, yeah, Australia Argentina, could have won it. Sorry, Argentina. Could but I'm saying those individual moments where Martinez did that block, Lissandro, and then also in like the 90th minutes where I think it was I can't remember his name. That youngster that's just signed for Newcastle. He had that shot and Martinez saved it, and it was just like those kind of things where I think Netherlands, if that's like Gakpo, Memphis, I think those are goals. Mm. To to go on that point about. Argentina like always playing through Messi I think that was I know we're going to go off a bit of a group here I think that was exactly Belgium's mistake was to not utilize KDB as much as Argentina are doing like there were moments in Belgium's time in uh, Belgium's games where De Bruyne wasn't touching the ball for like 10-15 minutes and you could just see how bad Belgium were whereas like you look at Argentina, they're maybe not playing the best. They maybe are a bit confusing, but at least they have a solid game plan where everything is going through Messi um, going forward. Like, obviously, most of their goals have come through Messi. You know, like, that's their, that's their strategy game plan. It's obviously not the most ideal, but when you have a player of that caliber, I don't think it's wrong to to use it. But I agree, obviously, he's tired, he's walking, he's literally doing a lot of the job he's got the whole of the team on his back um so yeah 100% agree that there should be what's it like and let's say another game plan to give Messi that break or that freedom to be off the ball for a certain amount of time but not too long you know where he's being left out um but but otherwise the Argentina itself again I don't think we're surprised to finished first but I don't. I'd love to say they're going to take it this year, but they do look very confusing. Like, like you said, there's no really a proper set game plan. And if Messi's out, you could basically say Argentina's going to be out. You know. So I think it's not. I think for for Argentina, it's not really like the uh, the fact that Messi is yeah, obviously Messi is the focal point. But the fact that if you take him out the equation, that's just that's just game over for them. So I think mm-hmm. obviously had a 
and obviously taking Messi out of the equation is very difficult. So I think obviously Netherlands will be the biggest challenge. And one thing that I think I think Saudi Arabia did quite nicely was they actually did kind of take him out of the game. They were so, so compact when and they obviously uh, you know got those two goals straight after halftime when they were at their most vulnerable. But they actually did. They were so compact that they actually made it so difficult to me- for Messi to actually weave through the defense or even create chances. Yeah, I think that was like one of the best defensive forms or... of the World Cup so far. They were actually like so aggressive and so disciplined. I like I was so surprised by how they set up. I thought that okay, they could survive a half because it's the first game of the World Cup. Like they'll be pumped up, but like you said, like Messi. They just gave no one, none of the attackers any space whatsoever. Like that was a really good defensive performance. Yeah, I think I think if they come up against, maybe maybe Netherlands will be obviously it will be the toughest um, opportunity, uh, toughest you know opponent for them to encounter in the in the knockout so far. But I think you know if they had to squeeze out a win there and potentially play France or England. It'll be so tough for Argentina to. I don't know if they'll be, you know, going just on momentum or how they could get a get a win against either England or France. But it'll be the toughest opportunity, and I think though one of those teams could be the the ones to kind of mark Messi out of the game because obviously a lot of the chances, as we've seen, you know, a lot of chances come from Messi, Messi's involvement. Maybe not directly. Um, uh, like off an assist, but the build-up play for sure on the attack. I think you know we've been seeing like Lautaro Martinez absolutely squander chances left, right, and centre. And you need a player like that to be on top finishing form. Otherwise, you're going to get nowhere in a World Cup. Yeah, I know Cratch has been very active on the in his opinions about Lautaro Martinez this this World Cup. So. Give the floor to him to share his opinion about him. Shocking. When he came on against Australia, he could have had a hat-trick. Honest to God, that guy could have had a hat-trick. He, I mean, from the two opportunities Messi set up for him, he was literally one-on-one. And you go back to the first game against Saudi Arabia, he was offside. He scored twice offside, and I think he was in total of an offside like four or five times. And it's those moments that it's going to cost you. And for a player of Martinez to be playing like a 12-year-old, you just don't deserve to be there. And, and I think that's exactly why Alvarez is starting over him right now because I think the coach right now is just actually so pissed off at him. Because um, this, in this tournament, there's no room for error. And that's exactly what he did against Saudi Arabia. And he's come off the bench against Australia and done the exact same thing. Australia, I think at the time when he missed those chances, it was 2-0. After he missed those chances, it's 2-1, eight minutes to go. Like, it's game on then again, you know, and it's those things that can cost you. And Australia was very lucky not to score again. I think there was a block from, um, uh, what's uh, what's United's first name? Martinez Defender. Um, that's the one. He made an amazing block to to deny Australia. And it's those things that you look back at Latorio Martinez and think, what is this guy doing? Can I even trust him to bring him on again? 
Um, and I think after that, I don't, he's definitely not going to be starting. And I think he'd be very lucky to even come off the bench, you know. Um, at this point in time, I think if Di Maria sits bench again, I think Di Maria will come um, on before him now. Um, and I think also just for the coach to prove a point, you know, like if you're going to miss chances like that, you get your chance. When I bring you on, I need you to finish those, at least one of those chances, you know. Um, like there's just no excuses. So, yeah, it, I don't know. He's kind of reminding me of Dembele, but starting to get a bit angry thinking about it. Dude, dude, I was about to say <laughs> <laughs> oh, you must be fuming that the that Dembele is starting so much for France. <laughs> it's, it's the only reason he's starting is because of all the injuries. But even yeah. when he's starting, he's still not scoring. Ha- has he scored? I think he assisted last night. That was it. I think he hasn't assisted. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't scored. No. Yeah, and that, that's said, a surprise. I remember you said in the last episode he would get. He, he's going to score no at more. Most. That's at what most, one goal. Yeah. At most. Yeah. And France have scored six goals. And he's started how many games now? And he hasn't... And he hasn't... He's only been involved in one. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a shocker. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's, he's Mbappe... Played, he's played 76 m- minutes, 74 minutes, 12 minutes, and 75 minutes. And he's sure. got nothing. Mbappe and Giroud are stealing the show, though, so... 100%. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah. A player of Dembele, being in France, starting, playing for Barcelona, getting the hype he gets, he should have, have at least one goal, two by now maybe, I'd say. But, yeah. There are, there are many groups to still go on to, obviously, D, E, F, G, H. So let's quickly run through Group D, France, Australia, Tunisia, obviously, and Denmark. Obviously, Denmark being... The biggest shock of that. Weren't these your dark horses, Cratchy? Say that again? Weren't those your dark horses, Denmark? Uh, Was it? I can't remember properly, but I'm pretty sure I remember you saying that Denmark are going to be a pretty good one. I think I said Serbia. Did I say Serbia? You You said Serbia. I I said Denmark. Oh, Paolo said Denmark. What do you think of that, eh? Well, yo, I mean, Denmark and Serbia came fourth in their group. And, <laughs> geez, it just shows you how you just get blown away by your predictions. It's, it's, un, it's unreal. And, you know, we saw Australia come second and we saw Switzerland come second. And that's not that surprising, you know, Switzerland. The Switzerland-Serbia group was it literally Cameroon, Serbia, Switzerland could have all, all three of them. Could have gone yeah. through. Same, Korea, same right? as Group H with Portugal, South Korea, Uruguay, Ghana. Crazy stuff. But yeah, I mean, obviously, as we see now, you know, there was, in Group D, there was a big upset of Denmark. You know, Tunisia ended up beating France in their final group game. Yeah, some crazy, some crazy results. You know, Australia beating Denmark. Like, having literally nothing in that game. And getting a counter-attack goal it was it was wild australia Australia going one not up against france as well that for like 10 minutes i was like what is going on here this is not possible yeah that's bad let's let's hit uh group e because this was a (laughs) wild group japan spain germany and costa rica daniel i'm going to give you the floor here boy oh god 
Uh, again, I'll start off with Jeremy just to get out the way. Shocking. Shocking, shocking, shocking. There's no there's no excuse to even to even let in five goals in this group is criminal. You'd think five of those goals only came against Spain. Um yeah. Germany came into this World Cup with the highest expected goals, one of the highest expected goals from right, and then only going take six in a group that contains Costa Rica and Japan. Like Against Costa Rica alone, you should be getting six, um, seven even. Um, just so poor from Germany. I think the only thing that cost Germany was, besides their attack, I'd say just mistakes they made. Um, I feel like I want to question Hansi on some of the players he he chose to start or even take to this World Cup. Because um, I don't think anyone really knows his reasoning behind some players like I'll name already Schlotterbeck. Um, just horrible, so bad. I mean, main guy, what costed against Japan. Um, but yeah, I feel that there was just, I think just going forward for Hansi's team, I think it was there was just nothing. And I think that's what Germany's lacking lately, like, like a closer. Um, yeah, it's just no Timo was the was the killer, bro. No Timo was that. The... Oh, listen, eh, I'd put Timo above closer, but we're not gonna. We have we're not ready for that conversation yet. <laughs> um, but honestly, I I do think if they had Timo, it would have been better. I mean, I'll, I'll bring up the an, an example from when Sane came on against Spain. With Sane's pace, we made and created so much more because we had those runs from uh, in behind. And I think with Timo being Hansi's ideal number nine, you getting that constantly, I think, definitely helps the team. Yes, we know maybe he's not the best at finishing, but at least we know we're getting those chances. Um, and who knows, Timo's record for Germany is a lot better than he is for club, um, even though he's had a good season so far with Leipzig. Um, but, yeah, I think the only two things costing Germany were finishing and just silly mistakes at the back um so i think just to interject yeah i also think you know this comes down to a third reason bro at the end of the day fifa really i'm going to use my swear word really fucked up with the the timing of this world cup and just oh yeah guitar in general i think you know with the injuries that have been incurred for many teams uh you know senegal comes to mind with mane France, uh, many injuries there. Germany, um, you know, Werner injury, you know, Royce injury. It's the timing is so shocking, and it's it's really affected a lot of the teams, so so badly. No, hundred percent. I'd like to I'd like to use the, that excuse for Germany, um, but. I think with the Germany is obviously a footballing country and you can't tell me that there's not enough players to replace those injured players, especially with similar qualities. Um, but I definitely, definitely agree. And that's, that's a, that's a statement you can use for obviously most teams, you know, obviously it's not ideal for, for any teams for terror world cup at this time, especially in that heat and so on, you know, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I think it's it should just be all Germany to blame. 
um, just not making it through the group stages, I think, was poor. But, like, listen, I'm not taking anything away from, from Japan um, and Spain. Costa Rica, I'm not going to really mention because... But you know yeah, what, maybe Crutch? Yeah. Let's... Uh, this group is so interesting because at one point on that final match day, Japan was beating Spain and Costa Rica were going through at yeah. one point. Listen, I said that. To, I said to my dad, I was like, "If this is how it's going to be, Spain getting knocked out as well, I don't feel as bad. Then go for it. But if if Germany are winning this game at the end of the day, we need another goal for Spain or Spain win, obviously. But I think for the whole footballing world, it would be nice for Costa Rica and Japan to have gone through. Yeah, uh, but I mean, the, the thing is, you know, that happened in Group H, where you know, even though Uruguay won against Canada, South Korea beat Portugal and kicked. Uruguay out as well. Ghanaian fans were celebrating immensely over of course. that. 100%, dude. Um, so it's the same kind of feeling, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there was a, obviously a big controversy in the Japan game with the ball going over the line. Oh. And, you know, VAR, the ruling there is very questionable. I had a chat with uh, someone about this. The ball not even touching the line, but ruling says that if the ball, if a part of the ball is still covering the line, it's still in play, which is like it blows my mind. Yeah, let's get let's get some opinions from Dylan and um. um I think like I don't know. I don't actually really mind that goal because I mean I don't support Germany, so like it doesn't really affect me, but. Um, I think that that goal for Japan was like such a like important goal in general, and it was a really important goal for the World Cup. That like that ball being ruled in, in my opinion, is like greater for football than it being ruled out. If that makes sense. Mm. I don't know. Enough. That's my viewpoint. It's probably a little bit skewed, but that's just like a little bit controversial, maybe. Sorry. A little bit controversial, maybe. Um, oh so- no. Definitely, but I don't know. I think, I think uh, that I would rather have Japan have that goal than it be ruled out, if that makes sense. Yeah. Ugh. I think, you know, if Germany were in that situation and it was against Spain, saying they got the goal and that knocked Spain out, I think you'd be saying a different thing, maybe. I don't know. Potentially, potentially. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. would be loving that, though, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but what uh, was it? Germany, what what is the difference in goals between Spain and Germany? Because that was the uh, decider, wasn't it? The goal difference. Yeah, so, so they had, I think, six it was five, and we had one. Yeah, there was a uh, goal difference of five. Needed, they just needed another goal for Germany to go through, but I I don't know how that works because Germany had a, a goal difference of uh, six, four, and five against, and they had nine, four, and three against. So I'm not really understanding where, where that came from, why Spain just needed one more goal for Germany to, to go through. Well, I think so, it would have been the, the, the draw instead of the... Japan would have lost the two points instead, if that makes sense. Uh, so yeah. yeah, Japan, you would have gone through instead of Japan, not Spain. Spain would have topped the group. Yes, and Germany second. Uh, yes, yeah. yes yeah, because yeah. of your goal difference. Yeah, got you. But I mean, yeah. Spain then, like... I watched Spain play and it was so weird. They looked so good, but they also like looked so 
vulnerable at the same time. Like against Germany, I think in, in the first half especially, they completely dominated. Like I was looking at them being like jeepers, these O's have come to play this World Cup. Like they look mm. so comfortable on the ball. They're passing so nicely. Pedri is playing so well. Busquets is playing so well. Um, but then, like, they also just didn't get results at this as well. It was like so weird. Mm. It was crazy how, you know, they beat Costa Rica so convincingly, and then it ended up being so tight at the end of it. It was blew my mind. Obviously, that Germany Spain draw in the end of it put put a bit of a spanner in the works. But and the Japan loss against Costa Rica. Yeah, but it's crazy how you can start so well and then just kind of like look so unconvincing going to the mm. group stage, mm. qualifying so minimally. 100%. So like the thing is, you know, Spain play Morocco and dude, I I am looking could, at Morocco yeah. and I'm like, they're gonna get a result here. It's 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 they out honestly of Morocco. Could, dude. They honestly yeah. could. Spain, because Spain, like, you know, yeah. they, they, they could play really well or they could just be absolutely nowhere. That's the thing. And Morocco yeah. looks so, like, pumped. They look ready and, like, mentally in the right space. Yeah, 100%. I think before we go on to Group F, though, um, you know, if you need to leave at quarter two, you're welcome to and, and Cratch will, and I will just carry okay. on talking. Well, I've got three more minutes, bro, so we can... Oh, yeah. Go away, oh, uh, Paulo. I've got a head in ten, dude. Um, okay, that's perfect. Perfect, bro. Yeah. So you just let me know, and then uh, I'll perfect. I'll let you go. Let you guys go off, and then I'll thank you in the end the episode. Cool. So on to Group F. Obviously, we were talking about Morocco and how great they were. One of the very few unbeaten sides in the in the group stage which is also very surprising as as Kratz said in the beginning you know Morocco he mentioned Morocco and how uh, we mentioned Belgium and how shocking they were in that group yeah. Morocco actually have a really nice team like they have two pretty sick fullbacks in Hakimi and Mazraoui then um, like Ziyech Amrabat uh, I think it's I, I can't. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the centre back from West is it West Ham. A good, a good. Uh, they actually have quite a nice team, dude. I wasn't. I was quite surprised as to like how they would perform. I also didn't expect them to do this well. Great, mm. crazy. Also, such a crazy group, you know, uh, with Croatia and Croatia drawing to Belgium. Croatia, Canada were. Obviously, as predicted, didn't feature too much, but they they got two goals, and, you know, one one scored, one own goal. I also so don't think Croatia played that well in this group. Like, I I think you can see that their team is also like coming to the end of their cycle. They're like very reliant still on the same players they were relying on like four years ago, or even in the Euros. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just don't. Don't see them being able to go all the way this time. Like I think they're, I don't know. I just don't think they're as good as they they used to be. A very similar team to to Belgium in that sense. Like mm, definitely they passed their time. And I they mean, actually play yeah. Japan in the round of sixteen today, which is 
going to be a great game yeah. as well. They should mm. they should beat them, but Japan also like similar similar to Morocco, I think, in that like mentally, they are just on yeah. another level to these other teams. Yeah. I I'm actually going to go for a Japan win or draw. As honestly, well. me too. I I think just purely like Croatia should win. You know they have. They have everything that they they need to to go into the next round, but I think Japan are just going to take it just because mentally they are so focused and they're all there. Like they've been down a goal uh, by halftime or at some point in the game, and then come back to win two one. Like and within quick succession as well. Like against Spain, I think they scored two goals in like four minutes, and then against Germany, it was all I think was like within ten minutes. Like they know. Whether they're one nil down or two 0 they can get a result easily, and they they right back in the game. Um, so I probably go one nil Japan or two one Japan to be fair for today. An interesting an interesting thing about you know the uh, you know especially Japan you know they most of their goals have actually come from substitutes, and yeah, you I heard this interesting fact. Um, from one of my uh, Scottish FA lecturers or, you know, coach educators, he's, he read an article about how, um, you know, compared to the 2018 World Cup, there's already been over 20 goal involvements from substitutes, whereas there were only about 15 goal involvements from substitutes in, in Russia in 2018, sure. which, is, uh, which is a stat that's, that's unbelievable. And the impact of substitutes has been quite quite immense mm. that's interesting well i can already think of i know two of the japan goals i think came from substitutes sorry two of the goals from japan against germany came from substitutes i'm right i know kai came off the bench against costa rica to score two um Fulkruch also two one against spain one against costa rica like i can really think just alone in in Germany and uh, Japan's group, there's there's about six goals there off the bench. So Which is crazy, yeah. That that is crazy. very crazy, yeah. So I think you know going forward, maybe not now in the knockouts, but definitely in the group stage, there was definitely a a positive correlation to you know substitutes um, being an amazing impact for teams progressing an immense impact for teams progressing to the knockout stages. So I think Morocco also had a similar situation, you know, against Belgium. I think yeah, two of sure. their substitutes scored to win the game for them. I think so, if I'm not mistaken. Let me actually check that. That would be an interesting one. I think it was against Belgium. I think, let me check that. So Saïs scored and Abouka. Uh, Saïs wasn't a, sh- a, um, a sub, but the guy came off the bench, Zakaria Abukal, and scored a winner for Morocco. So I think it's played a part in pretty much every group in in the World Cup, which is crazy. Mm, very. So I think uh, we've got two more groups left to touch on. I'm not sure. Um, I think I have to learn. go now, guys. It's, it's, okay. That's cool. But thanks for thanks, having me. Thanks, thanks, for, mm, having, cool, thanks for coming on, Adelin. 
I really appreciate you coming on. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Dylan. Bye. Okay, Crash. Talk to me. Um, you minutes to to do? Perfect. Or? Perfect. So, Group G, obviously, that wasn't too many upsets, but obviously we saw, we thought Serbia would crack the nod for that second place. There was a bit of an upset with Cameroon, though, beating Brazil, which was quite cool. I really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. 100%. I, I think that was kind of going to happen with the team Brazil played out, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think of... they were going to lose by a margin where they'd, they'd lose the first place spot. No, agreed. 100%. Very disappointed uh, in Serbia, though. Can't lie. Yeah, very. Like, it was so close, that Switzerland-Serbia oh. game. But the, the goal they scored to win it. I know. Foyler's goal. Mad. Oh, my days. Yeah. It was insane. Madness. Best. One of the, I think one of the goals of the World Cup. Oh, yeah. Easy. No, that link Richarlison's up was so goal. Good. It was Richarlison's goal for me. And this this goal, who scored so far? Very some easy. of the finishing as well, like Mbappe's finishing. Sure, yeah. Uh, you can't on Saturday, can't crazy. Your unreal did. And even even Cameroon's goal, um, uh, Abubakar's. Your yeah. As, as we talk about substitutes, Abubakar's impact off the bench, exactly. both games, you know, Serbia against Serbia and against Brazil, yeah. crazy. Not being a dude. Yeah. But he wasn't, sorry, he wasn't a bit, he started the game against Brazil. Yes. Yeah. Sure, I think, you know, how, how, how far do you think Brazil will go here? Obviously, they're playing Korea in the round of 16. How, do you far, how far do you think they'll go? They have to play Argentina the semis if both get that far. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, I don't even have an opinion on it, if I'm honest, because I think it's just going to be so tight. But they're going to get as far as semis, if not semis. Yeah, sorry. They'll get as far as finals, if not finals, semis. Yeah, that's that's quite a quite a tough one. You know, I think, you know, Brazil could easily get to the semis. I think their route is quite straightforward. Um, yeah. Play South Korea and then they either play Japan or Croatia, um, and then either Netherlands or Argentina in the semis. Yes, no, it's, be crazy. It's, it's going to be a I it's going thought, to be a weird one. I actually thought France or England might play Argentina or Netherlands, but I'm seeing now. That's yeah, they're the on the other side. Different. Yeah, they're yeah. On the side. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I think ooh, it's going to be so tough. But it, it's like it's going to go down to you can't predict this type of type of mentality. Like we can only predict so much, but it's it's going to be up to, up to I leave it up to fate, you know. Hundred <laughs> percent. But I'm backing. I hope Argentina make it to the final and win it. But I just don't know against who. Like yeah, exactly. Who's convincing? It's either England or France, you know, and Spain or even Portugal don't look that convincing. So you know. Yeah, I think I think it will be maybe France, Argentina. That's what I'm hoping for. To be fair, yeah, I think that's. You never know, but I think that could be. I think those are. Yeah, looking at all the teams right now, I think those are the most 
most informed teams. Mm, definitely, dude. Obviously, Netherlands, you know, being unbeaten so far. You know, Argentina's beaten. Mm. England's still unbeaten. Uh, yeah, crazy stuff. And Brazil obviously Marshall. still being beaten. No, still, sorry, that's a that's a lie. Brazil lost to Cameroon. <laughs> yeah, but you're, nah, it's gonna be think, it's gonna be interesting finish, dude. Crazy finish, man. Group H, so we saw Portugal drop the group. South Korea come in second. That was also a crazy group. Some crazy finales to the to the group there. Very, dude. I don't think there was a shock. Portugal finishing first. Um, I think if anyone should be disappointed, it should be Uruguay. I think they just they were nowhere, like just so sloppy going forward. Um, Cavani and Suarez, I think, are just both dusted players. They relied, I think, too much on them. Same with Nunes, and I think if Nunes doesn't have the right support. He is going to be a bit of a bum. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it was all, it was basically three headless chickens up front for Uruguay at the end of the day. I think Dylan would, would disagree with you there. I think you would say that, you know, Nunes is actually <laughs> kind of a shining light for Uruguay, but was, was quite overshadowed by Suarez. Didn't, didn't get as much room to express himself as he could have. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. I think, you know, South Korea, obviously, <laughs> the thing is, it could have gone any way. You know, me looking at the group now, South Korea went went through on goals scored. That's how close it was. Yeah, that's mad, dude. Mad. But only the Uruguay to blame. It was actually so funny. You know, I was listening to Peter Drury commentating. He was like, <laughs> South Korea have gone through on mere arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> Standard commentary. Oh, Peter Drury is such a good... I'm so, I'm so you know, stoked that he's commentating on the World Cup. Agreed. We didn't see him in Premier League this, this season uh, so far. No, unfortunately. Did he retire from the Premier League? What, what I don't know. I don't know what the whole chat is there. I can't lie. Or did he sign with like another... Could have. Like yeah, that's actually... Could have. Thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like a, no, it could a be a different, a different commentary panel yes. or different television broadcast. Different television broadcast. I don't know. Yeah, what do you call it? Oh. Listen, P bro, I've I've got a head. Mm. Um, yeah, no worries, man. But yeah, thanks, thanks yeah, for coming thank, on. Eh? Yeah, thanks so much for having me on again, dude. It was actually a good chat, and we are sniffing to do another one for the the knockout stages before the the semis or finals. I agree. I agree. I'll get you both on again and we can chat about, you know, the nitty gritty stuff, you know, when it starts Perfect. to really build up. No, that's not the plan. I think it's going to be a great final. I agree. semi final. Mm. No, I, can't, I can't wait, dude. No, but sure. Thanks again. We appreciate it. Huh? And keep well. Yeah, you too. Huh? We'll cool. speak soon. Perfect. Cheers, Pete. And we'll see you in the next episode.